0: Hello and welcome back to Ross Meets. Oh my god, this is such a great episode. It's been an interview that I've kind of had waiting in the wings for such a long time now. Well, it feels like such a long time now. And it's just such a special interview that is so, so close to my heart. This interview is with Rachel Sage, who is such a brilliant artist. I didn't really understand that at the point where I interviewed her, at the time period where I interviewed her, I didn't really understand the magnitude of her art and, and her as a person. Not to say I didn't appreciate it at the time, but having more time to kind of sit on this interview and really explore her discography and get deep into the music it has been a bit of a godsend, to be honest with you. It's been such a privilege to, to have that time to go through and really, really connect with Rachel on that musical side and I think that the interviews kind of turned out better off for having that time to kind of sit back and go through her discography because she's got a huge discography, 15 studio albums, you know, a few EPs, lots of single releases, she's got such a long career and it's just been so lovely to take the time you know, sit back and really get to go through that and kind of, like, you know, psychoanalyse it and really, really connect with it. And it's just some of the most wonderful music, honestly. And I don't say that lightly. I know I say that a lot about a lot of the artists that we feature on, you know, on the podcast and on the interviews over the radio. But for me, Rachel's really... She's she's there, do you know what I mean? She's, she's at that point where she's just, you know, it's kind of like musical genius. And I, I'm privileged to have someone... You know, I feel very privileged to have some have had somebody on the show that is so talented in that way and, and has had that time to really experience a lot of things. You know, we get a lot of people that are just starting out, you know, with Dahlia and, and you know, uh, Cormac, Alex, you know, really, really young artists that really have a good idea of um, what's going on. But what they don't have is that time, you know, and obviously they don't. You know, they haven't been doing it 20 years. They've been doing it a couple of years or a few years. Um, not a bad thing. But really nice to look back at an artist's career and kind of really, really get into it. Just so wonderful. So wonderful. And in the time between doing the interview and now, she's been on Abby Lee Miller's uh, Leave It on the Dance Floor podcast. And she absolutely slayed that. She was amazing on it. And, yeah, she's been dropping some music videos. The Other Side has come out as an album. And it is a brilliant, brilliant album. It's just so, so good. I've got the physical CD which again is is it another thing that's kind of a ra- been a rarity on the podcast and you know not a lot of the artists have got anything physical out so it's been so wonderful to have something physical and really cherish and hold on to and and It's just such a lovely album, such a lovely CD as well. Really great quality. So if you get the opportunity to be getting it, make sure you're buying it up because it is literally fabulous. But yeah, just a final word on this interview. It's such a great interview. It's a bit on the short side because we had some technical difficulties on the day and I'd raced out of work and then I had to race back. She was so like open and honest, and just so real, and I absolutely adored it, I adored that, she was open about all areas of her life, and you know, her experiences, and it was just so wonderful to just chat to somebody, you know, of that kind of like calibre, it's just so wonderful, Rachel Sage is absolutely brilliant, so be sure to be checking her out, and checking out her music, and I really hope that you enjoy this interview, because it is a very special interview, but yeah, enjoy! Oh hello!
1: Hi, that was so strange. I've oh. been with the spinning wheel for like 15 minutes in the Zoom, so.
0: Oh, I don't know. Rachel! Oh, I was getting stressed. I was like, "Oh no, I don't know what's going on." It's technology. Oh,
1: I know, but it's great to see you. I'm sorry, we will only have about 15 minutes, but.
0: That's fine. That is absolutely like fine.
1: You. How are, are you? Wonderful.
0: But yeah, I'm. I'm doing very good. I mean, a little bit stressed. A little bit stressed. Oh, it all worked out. But we're all we're all here and there. Here okay.
1: cool. That's
0: banging. I mean, I'm ready to start whenever you are. Yeah,
1: let's do it. <laughs> oh,
0: that's brilliant. I mean, it's a shame we don't have longer because there's so much literally there's so there's, I mean it's because you've done so much right
1: oh aren't you a doll you've been <laughs> here
0: there everywhere you've done everything and there's just I mean there's so many albums so many singles let's
1: just let's so dive in and, and I'll just be five minutes late to the next one oh, that you're <laughs> oh, too fabulous
0: Rachel. So. oh thank you but yeah I mean looking back as I said there's so many different studio albums which one for you is your favorite that to work wow. on or to create
1: Of course, my new one that's coming out July 21st, (laughs) but it actually really was um, my favorite to work on. I think anything would have been my favorite thing to work on after all those many months of lockdown, right? I think we were all just so eager to get back to collaborating with other human beings in person and sharing that joy that, you know, you just don't get amusing yourself. (laughs) So... (laughs) the other side as a concept is all about transcending obstacles and having the hope to realize that that challenging moment you're in right now will eventually shift. It just has to. It's just inevitable. So from that concept, so many songs just sprang. And I'm just so thrilled now to be able to tour all over the UK and share this music with everyone.
0: I mean we're so excited to have you as well because your music is just it's so wonderful and I mean it's, it's it really highlights the passage of time and how you've grown as a person and a musician and it is they're, they're all just fabulous I mean I've had an absolute lot oh, of a time <laughs> going back and looking through like the whole discography and and being able to see your inspirations from where you when you created them at that time period um and what are some of the inspirations going behind singles nowadays?
1: Sure. Well, I just put out the title track um a few days ago and I made this wonderful video for it that was really exciting because it it was in Brooklyn and it's was shot in this kind of decrepit warehouse space but as it goes on it reveals different surprises in each room and eventually you know, it's, it's no giveaway. Um, It's only three minutes long, so you'll get there. Um, I end up jamming with a dear friend on drums and guitar. And it's, it's kind of a microcosm of that moment I just described where we're waiting for months and months and months, and suddenly we're able to commune again together. And I think that people can relate to it, whether it's about family members for them or loved ones, friends, relatives, um, or fellow musicians like myself. It's just, revelatory to be able to actually have those conversations in person again and i don't think any of us will ever take that for granted again
0: yeah exactly and whistleblow on the other side there's such lovely lovely songs oh, oh, and, like and- whistleblow. that's oh, a little yeah. bit
1: more serious so that's yeah. Yeah. so that's more a social political song that really is kind of hold- holding our leaders to account um, I know you can relate to that right now in, yep. in the U um, We've sort of, we've been through the ringer in, in the U.S. for years now. And, you know, there, was, it, there wasn't there was one situation or one person that I was really writing it about. It's kind of a composite of all the bad behavior that we've seen um, in public life. And just the almost absurdity of, you know, having it, come to that fever pitch where you do have to speak out and just call BS and say this is not who i you know voted for this is not what i stand for and i think you know it's one of those things where the song itself is very serious but when i perform it live i try to also you know have a sense of humor because there's so many situations in life where that applies, obviously, day to day, you know, even holding each other to account in our own actions and and deeds.
0: Definitely. It's very, very fitting, especially for the time period that we're in. And it's very important and a very important message to go along with it. And kind of looking at the side of like how the music is created and how you've been creating the music throughout your career and drawing those influences, uh, you know, from the places that you've been and have lived. How is New York? How's the music scene there? How has that been for you?
1: You know, in general, I just love being an artist in New York. It kicks your ass, so to speak. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you're never complacent. You're never just be satisfied because there's so much stimulation here and you could take a walk and in five minutes, you've walked through six different neighborhoods and seen graffiti and overheard snippets of dynamic conversations and, you know, maybe even some erratic behavior that's kind of mysterious and you don't know what's going on, but it's never boring. Um, One thing I will say though, is that there is a wonderful venue here called Rockwood Music Hall. It's kind of the equivalent of maybe your uh, Troubadour in London, and it is in trouble. It was tough for a lot of these small venues to survive the pandemic. So they are doing, uh, they're rallying and and doing a GoFundMe right now. And all of us artists are pitching in because we just love playing there so much. So we have to support our local scenes, that's for sure.
0: Definitely. And I've always said that, you know, nowadays, part of the problem is there ain't enough places to go and sing and dance. <laughs> especially smaller venues. Um, And the pandemic really didn't help that at all. And it (laughs) really caused a lot of problems. And it's something that I feel like slowly but surely as an industry we're kind of gradually getting back to which is just really really good to see and kind of yeah. talk about um, those different kind of like outputs your music throughout the years has been has been turned into you know your art has been turned into other art you know through dance and different interpretation yeah. How are you a dancer
1: you? you seem very interested in dance and I, <laughs> I,
0: I wish I was know. a dancer oh <laughs>
1: well I maybe wish. you have the spirit of a dancer
0: I wish <laughs> I have the spirit I have the spirit yeah I wish. but um I mean you know that must be very very special for you to see that you know that's you know your art is portrayed in other art
1: it's there's really nothing like it it's so humbling it's this conversation that you can't plan and it just happens so organically um you know obviously with things like TikTok people are constantly trying to you know get people to engage and go viral and all these things and I don't have any of that worked out you know but um when when a tv show or a film you know asks if they can use a piece of your music or a dancer like you said just reaches out and says hey i made this to your song it's just one of the most gratifying things and it feels like you know love it feels like we're having this conversation we may be strangers on paper but now we are friends and i think it just brings the world together and it it really shows how connected we all are.
0: Yeah, and I, I really think that's one of the most wonderful things about your music, especially, and your career. I mean, there's been so many collaborations over the years, opportunities for remixes as well. It's just been <laughs> wonderful. Great. And then the collaboration with Judy Collins as well. I mean, that's just so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, that mean, been that's one moment. of those things.
1: I still just pinch myself and I'm like, how did that happen? That's crazy. Um, But she's just the most lovely, down-to-earth, wonderful person. And obviously, she knew the enormous respect and admiration that I had for her and her work. We had already toured together um, a significant amount. And um, I think it's just about trust. You know, she was so liberated in the studio. She sang in just a couple of takes and didn't overthink it. And it was just so joyful. So I learned a lot by watching her in the studio and her attitude and her energy. And I just hope that, you know, I can follow in her footsteps and and have her stamina. She's still going strong, playing tons of shows. And um, I just love her to pieces.
0: Yeah definitely and that's so wonderful to hear so so wonderful to hear and you know again talking about your career with you know from where you started creating music you know throughout the 90s do you prefer I mean this is a bit of a tough question did you kind of like prefer doing it throughout the 90s because obviously the industry's changed so so much you know nowadays everything's accessible on our phones we can you can do it so so easily did you prefer kind of the music industry you know, back in the nineties, or do you think, do you have like, I don't know, do you enjoy being as creative as then now in what you know, we have I think now?
1: I have a song that answers this question. <laughs> There's a song on my record called No Regrets. And, you know, as a slightly neurotic New York Jewess, I am prone to uh, living in the past a little too much. I think some of us do that. You know, we, we relive moments and we think, oh gosh, I could have done it this way. I could have done it that way. I miss this or that, but I think the older that you get, the more just ridiculous that seems because, you know, how blessed am I to get to still do this, that I'm continuing to grow and evolve and tour with people like Nell Bryden and Imelda May. Um, You know, I don't think I would have been ready for that in the 90s. I think I was very much in my own psyche kind of tangled up in a lot of knots. And, you know, admittedly, I suppose that makes for some interesting material. Um, Those are the angstful years, you know, post-college and you're figuring out who you are. Um, And, you know, it, it was a great time, but it was also a time with a lot of fear and a lot of confusion. And, you know, I think what I'm enjoying now is this kind of relaxed confidence that I have Not necessarily in my abilities, but in the fact that this process is to be enjoyed and relished and appreciated. And, you know, mistakes are okay. And most of the time they don't even sound like mistakes. So if happy accident happens, you know, my violinist and I, we look at each other and we kind of laugh and we, maybe we repeat it, you know, and then it becomes jazz. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in the nineties, in my twenties, I was just, I was very intense and very, Um, worried about a lot of things Um, I just wanted to succeed so much and sometimes I think that gets in the way of an actual pure expression so um, I'm glad I'm not there anymore I enjoy being here now
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and I suppose it's a kind of freedom as well you know it is a freedom you're at that stage where you can do whatever whatever now you know you've proven yourself and your work and your art still holds up so, so well. And it still sounds so fresh, you know, listening back now, and Parents it sounds like it's be brought out you're just today. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm thank here for you. real because you know I'm like, how do
1: you know about the nineties? You I'm... already like you're so young. <laughs> but are, is, is there, there must be music from the nineties that you enjoy and appreciate, oh, right? 100%, 100%, it was a
0: hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I love looking back and going through and some stuff doesn't hold up, but you are an artist yeah. that I, um, I you know, I've discovered that you. it literally does, and it's just it sounds like it could have come out today. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what's wonderful. And that's a testament to you. I
1: appreciate Um, that.
0: And, you know, kind of wrapping up now, um, because I understand we're very conscious of time. Uh, (laughs) You guys have
1: five minutes, for kids. That's that's banging.
0: (laughs) Um, This is kind of probably the toughest question. Um, That's okay. What would you say your proudest moment has been so far?
1: Well, on a poignant note, um, you may know that I am a cancer thriver. So we are celebrating we're observing and celebrating uh, cancer survivors this month, and it is uter- uterine cancer awareness month. So I think my proudest moment is, you know, on a on any given night when I can get up there and speak honestly about something I went through that was challenging, but also know that there's going to be someone in the audience who's going through it now who's going to benefit from me speaking out about it and letting them know they're not alone. So it isn't even about music necessarily, it's just about presence and waving and saying, I see you, you know, I'm singing for you and I'm sharing my voice with you because it is a privilege to have the microphone and to be able to share the experiences that I've had, so.
0: That's brilliant, Rachel. Uh, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is, ended on such a heavy note, but really, oh, you no. know, at the
1: end of the day,
0: no, we get it's, it's so everyone important. To
1: with us on a joyful, uplifting journey. But life is uh, ups and downs, right? Yeah. So if we put
0: exactly. It together exactly it's,
1: uh, wow. a lot more enriching.
0: Exactly, I totally agree, and especially with the presence, it's just and everything you've said is just so wonderful to hear and um I'm just so grateful for you uh coming along and having a uh, chat with me and having a very brief you know oh, kind come, of like...
1: come down to a God. show in August yes. I hope I get to meet you in person
0: yes a hundred percent and I can't wait for you to come to me and we can't wait to have you um <laughs> and I'm just I know it's going to be great for you and I know you're going to love it so I'm just so excited for you it's thank you so
1: much It's been such a treat I really enjoyed chatting with you
0: well thank you Rachel I'll let you go I know you're so busy <laughs> Um, Oh, it's okay. (laughs)
1: Thank you
0: ever so much. Thank you, and I'll see you when you come.
1: Yeah, you will. That's brilliant. Bye bye. Have a great day.
0: You too. Bye bye.